0: on tonight's episode of the dear pats nation podcast with ray route we are going to be talking about how Keyshawn johnson calls Mac jones a problem for the patriots because he's not josh allen the colts made a mistake sean McVay proves that patriot fans were spoiled with bill belichick bill o'brien rams fans talking about dynasties it's gonna be a lot of fun what's up kids my name is ray route i'm the host of the dear pats nation podcast here to break down all of the biggest stories from around the NFL and figure out how it relates back to the greatest team in the National Football League, the New England Patriots. This episode of the Dear Past Nation podcast is brought to you by our sponsors over at Ultra Game. Get decked out in fully licensed NFL gear. They've got all your favorite teams over there, not just Patriots gear. So go check out Ultra Game, one of the largest suppliers of licensed NFL apparel. Don't waste your money on knockoffs. Go get geared up with Ultra Game. And uh, we are members of the Dean Blundell Podcast Network. Go to DeanBlundell.com. Check out the work I'm doing over there. See what else is happening over on the Dean Blundell Network. Over 100 podcasts and content creators. Go check it out. DeanBlundell.com. And uh, just in case you didn't get that, it's DeanBlundell.com. And let me tell you the benefits of becoming a Patreon member for only $5 a month. You get invited to our Patreon hangout every single Friday night. You get direct access to me. I guarantee to respond to all of your DMs. Uh, Your comments and questions will be answered guaranteed on every Dear Pats Nation podcast or Dear Pats Nation live show. Hey, and on Friday nights when you're watching the Dear Pats Nation live show on YouTube and there's like 10 guys on the screen, those are all of our Patreon members. You also get to hang out with some of the other contributors and content creators like Mario from Hashtag Sports and... Lawrence Owen from Colts Law and the Believe in Colts podcast. So check out my Patreon page over at patreon.com slash DPN sports. And with that, let's get this show started. So I think it was Tommy Curran who came out on, let's call it Tuesday and said that it's still expected that Bill O'Brien is going to make his return to the New England Patriots and be the offensive coordinator. And I think that's very important because the Patriots are in a very finicky situation right now, in my opinion. Mac Jones is the problem, and not because he's Josh Allen, as Keyshawn, Keyshawn Johnson likes to say, but he's finicky because he's going into his second year. He is in the key moments of his development. This is the time that Josh Allen is going to turn into, I or sorry, not Josh Allen, Mac Jones is going to turn into the quarterback that Patriot fans want and need, or they could uh, screw him up royally. Hashtag facts. Bill O'Brien has had success developing quarterbacks, believe it or not. He's gotten the best out of quarterbacks and not just Tom Brady. Think about uh, Mr. Savage over in Houston. Think about what he got out of Deshaun Watson. Don't think of Bill O'Brien, the general manager who just messed things up for the Texans. Think about Bill O'Brien, the offensive coordinator, and even the head coach for most of his tenure there. It's going to be so important with Josh McDaniels and his six Super Bowl rings now down in Las Vegas. It is going to be overly important for the Patriots to have the type of offensive leadership that they need. And that type of leadership is going to come from a guy like Bill O'Brien. And there's a lot of fear amongst Patriot fans right now about what's going to happen with the Patriots offense. And I don't blame a single one of them. I am seeing more and more and more reports that the Patriots' former defensive coordinator, former Detroit Lions head coach, Matt Patricia, will be teaming up with the Patriots' former wide receiver coach and special teams coordinator and former head coach of the New York Giants, Joe Judge, to be the dynamic duo to lead the Patriots' offense. To lead the Patriots' offense. Let me say that one more time. There are a lot of rumors and reports out there that Bill Belichick, including, I should say, from guys like Mike Reese, who are the darlings of the Patriots media world, they're coming out and saying that Matt, Patricia, and Joe Judge could be leading this Patriots offense. That's terrifying. I'm not saying that I am smarter than Bill Belichick because I'm not. Nobody watching or listening to this is smarter than Bill Belichick. But I don't like this. I don't like these rumors at all. This, to me, makes it that much more important that you bring back Bill O'Brien. Look at an Adam Gase a Freddie Kitchen's. And I keep talking about Gase and Kitchens. The media is kind of talking about Adam Gase, but we're not hearing anything coming from the Patriots camp that's saying, yeah, New England's going to be going after one of those two guys. It almost feels like at this time it's Bill O'Brien or bust. And if Bill O'Brien is not the offensive coordinator, it could be Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to think about it. No Patriots fan should want to think about it. That's the scariest thought I could possibly think of. Now, one thing that Patriots fans should be okay about, I would say, is Mac Jones is going to be fine adjusting to a new offensive coordinator. He's not in his third or fourth year where suddenly there's going to be a new offense because we've seen that with teams before, right? Where they bring in a new offensive coordinator, suddenly... The quarterback really can't get it together, can't click with the guy. The offense is different. Mac Jones was playing in Alabama. Then he came over, played one year with Josh McDaniels. He kind of said it himself. Like, I'm not at a point where I'm like super comfortable with anything at this moment. So, like, you know, congratulations to Josh. That's the only silver lining in this whole offensive search for New England. Is that Josh or is that Mac Jones should be able to be adaptable and be able to be okay performing without McDaniel sort of as his quarterback coach and offensive coordinator? Where my concern comes in is who they replace him with. Because if they do go with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge as the leaders of the offense, and uh, I can't tell you the fear that that runs through my body. But if they do decide to go in that direction, at the very least, I hope that they bring in a really solid quarterback coach. Somebody who can really help in Josh and Mac Jones' development. However, I'm not overly concerned about how Mac Jones is going to adapt to McDaniel's leaving. And sometimes I don't get analysis. I mean, sometimes I get bad analysis just fine, but Keyshawn Johnson saying that Mac Jones is a problem for the New England Patriots because he's not Josh Allen could be one of the craziest, absurd, half-baked ideas that have been laid on the table, and listen, I live in the world of clicks, I am a content creator, I need people to click on my stuff, that's how I get paid. First of all, there is no other Josh Allen in the NFL right now. Josh Allen has a skill set that we just haven't seen from other quarterbacks. Not from Patrick Mahomes, not from Joe Burrow, not from Kyler Murray, not from Russell Wilson. Josh Allen is a bit of a freak. So to turn around and say that Mac Jones is a problem because he's not Josh Allen and you got to face Josh Allen twice is ridiculous. If you're turning around and saying, hey, a pocket quarterback can't get you to a Super Bowl, the two quarterbacks that were just in the Super Bowl were pocket quarterbacks. Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow. I mean, they can move. They have legs. They're not Tom Brady or Peyton Manning where there's statues with cement blocks on their feet. But they're not Lamar Jackson. And no one's ever going to confuse them of that. I think sometimes heavy criticism gets made because people have nothing else to do. For instance, the same Patriot fans who are upset about Johnson's analysis, who have taken to Twitter vigorously over the last couple of days and declared that Matthew Stafford is not a hall of famer. Even though the numbers now that he's a champion as well, would probably say kind of is. we got to stop with this clickbait stuff. We really do. And understand that Mac Jones is in the system that probably works the best for him. And the Patriots can build around him and get him a really good defense, which is important, and I've had this discussion before. Get him a number one wide receiver, and he'll be fine. I'm not saying he's the baby goat. I'm not saying that he's going to be the greatest of all time. But what I will say is, he doesn't need to be Josh Allen for the Patriots to be successful. Now, the Patriots finally made a big move today, their first big move of the offseason. As they've watched the mass exodus happen, they needed to um, oh, they needed to make some adjustments. And they have named and promoted Matt Groh to be their new director of player personnel. He has been their scouting director, college, and college scouting director from last year. He's been with the team, I think it's going to be his 12th year with the Patriots. Uh, he also, I believe, had a big hand in last year's draft, along with Wolf and Ziegler. If you recall that video of Bill Belichick calling in the Mac Jones draft pick, and he looked over and said, Matt, you're okay with this? That was Matt Gro. Uh, that Bill Belichick was talking to, and he was referring to, are you okay with us taking Mac Jones, which means there's a lot of trust in the way he analyzes college athletes. And it's really important because we were discussing this on the podcast that, you know, last season, we talked about it being the most important off season of Bill Belichick's tenure. This is probably the next most important off season. You hit free agency last year. Great. You bang the draft. Home run, out of the park. But you need to do it this year too. The draft needs to work this year. Because a lot of things that happened last year, the reason the Patriots don't have $60 million cap space this year is because, what's the saying? The chickens came home to roost? Is that the same? Too many missed draft opportunities. Nikhil Harry being one of them. So I think that It's really important that they made this move that grows in this position that the Patriots can be successful in the draft this year. Now, if you're a New England Patriots fan, you may have went on Google today and Googled Patriots because you wanted to get some Patriots news. I am a content creator. I'm a podcast host. I needed to get things ready. So I do what I do every day. Went on the Google machine and said, Patriots. The first nine stories that popped up were Bill Belichick spent the Super Bowl with Donald Trump. I'm not here to discuss that. I'm using the headline because that was the main headline today. But what I want to discuss is people consistently, especially the mainstream media, consistently interjecting politics into sports. Now, I don't know about the rest of you, regardless of me being a quote-unquote reporter, running my own website, creating content for places like Newsbreak and DeanBlundell.com. I'm also a sports fan and I love to watch sports and I love to create sports content. And I love to do this because for the hour and a half, two hours that I'm focusing on creating content for the three, four hours that I'm watching a sporting event, I'm not thinking about the nonsense and the noise from the outside world. I'm not thinking about trucker protests or vaccine debates, or is this president good or that prime minister? Okay. We live in that crazy world where we are subjected to it 24 hours a day. So with the few precious moments I get to enjoy sports, where the biggest debate is, was that a touchdown? Was that a goal? Did the referee make the problem? Who's the goat? That's what I'm interested in. And when I look up New England Patriots, when I'm trying to look up football stories, When I am trying to create sports content, when the first nine stories are Bill Belichick spent the Super Bowl with Donald Trump, in my opinion, that is not a sports story. That is a political story meant for clicks. And it frustrates me. But let's talk about how spoiled New England Patriot fans have been with Bill Belichick as their head coach, shall we? Sean McVay just won the Super Bowl with the Los Angeles Rams, 36 years old. And he's not committing to coaching next year. Wants to spend time with his family. Producer Mike on the podcast said that he feels he could do like what John Gruden did when he stepped away from the game for a little bit, kind of became a broadcaster, did some things and then came back and coached again. Hopefully no racist emails in between, but could follow that same path. And I'm not knocking Sean McVay. Good for you, man. Enjoy retirement or enjoy your time off. If that's what you want, enjoy the time with your family. But I want to talk to new England Patriot fans for a second. I think it's very important for you to hear this. When you hear these kind of stories, when you hear that Sean McVay at 36 years old after, what, four or five years as the coach of the Los Angeles Rams is not committing to the team next season. Does that not tell us how spoiled we've been since the year 2000 the consistency with Bill Belichick? I was speaking to Lawrence Owen from, Owen from Colts Law and the Believe in Colts podcast on Tuesday night and he said you know Bill Belichick's one of those things like there's never a discussion about is he going to be the coach next year you just know he is guess 70 years old now and even now there was no doubt that Bill Belichick will be back next season and Bill Belichick's going to start thinking about football the next day it's a guy who's got six super bowl championships as a head coach two as a coordinator eight rings in total and yet he's going to grind out the draft. He's going to grind out free agency. He's going to grind out OTAs and mini camp and training camp and another season. And he's probably going to be back in 2023 at 71. And I think there's a lot of Patriot fans that came up with some creative names, Bella fraud. I think there's gonna be a lot of Patriot fans the same way. There's going to be a lot of Patriot fans. I believe this year, especially if it's Matt, Patricia, Patricia, and Joe judge taking over the offense that are going to start appreciating what we had as Patriot fans in Josh McDaniels. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of people who, when Mike McCarthy, let's say is the coach of the Patriots are sitting there back on like, Oh man, maybe bill wasn't as bad as we like to insult him. And I know that's not the majority of fans, but we've become very complacent as a fan base, very spoiled as a fan base. And Bill Belichick is one of those things we've been spoiled with and became complacent because of it. And I think Deshaun McVay not committing to coaching football next year is really what said showed me how spoiled we've been. We were also spoiled with a quarterback for 20 years, Tom Brady. Six championships with the Patriots. Went to the Tampa Bay for a couple of years. Won a seventh. Retired this year. Retired, what, two weeks ago, announced it. And since then, everybody on the planet has been predicting Tom Brady's triumphant return to the NFL. Gronkowski believes he's going to come back. Keyshawn Johnson believes he's going to come back. Guys from all over the league have all said, ah, Julian Edelman, ah, there's no way Brady's not going to be able to come back. Well, Tom Brady said that he is super content and happy with his retirement decision. So, I guess I'm going to ask the people who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe all the other players are saying there's no way Tom Brady's going to retire? Or are you going to believe Tom Brady himself? I have a theory. Hear me out. I believe that fans are so desperate to keep Tom Brady as a part of their life, as a part of the National Football League. And I'm like, I'm one of them. I stopped cheering for Brady when he went to Tampa Bay. I'm a Patriots fan. I was that kind of guy. However, very much like in baseball, like Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez, David Ortiz and Mariano Rivera, Dustin Pedroia, they were all sort of part of the game and you couldn't imagine the game without them. I think Tom Brady, for the people my age who are 35 and the people who are younger, and I think even the older people, it's hard to imagine the NFL without Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady coming out, and saying I'm content and happy with my retirement decision, I think tells us he's not coming back. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that are like, hey, man, he's got to come back. We want him to come back. We need him to come back. I I get what you're saying. But I'd stop getting your hopes up. Tom Brady's done. Tom Brady's not coming back. I know you don't want to hear it. I know it upsets you to hear it. To me, though, this was confirmation enough that Tom Brady will will not be coming back to uh, to football. So a discussion that's been coming up the last week leading into the Super Bowl and then even the the aftermath, the last couple games of the Super Bowl is not about the NFL officials, this story, even though we've talked a lot about that as well. But it's about how do you build a team? Do you go the route of the Cincinnati Bengals where you pick in the top five for a couple of seasons, which means you you have to, let's face it, suck. You have to lose a lot of games. But then you can draft Joe Burrow. You can get T. Higgins. You can get Jamar Chase. Find yourself in a Super Bowl. Now, I think it'll be imperative that the Bengals get an offensive line this year. But Cincinnati's also going to be picking with the 31st overall pick this year. A little bit different than a top five or top 10. Or the first overall. Or would you go the route of the Los Angeles Rams? A couple of homegrown talents, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup. And just mortgage your future. First pick after first pick, round pick after first round pick after first round pick. Get Matthew Stafford. Get Von Miller. Sign Odell Beckham Jr. Go all in and win a Super Bowl. And it worked. Let's face it, even if that's not the way you believe a team should be built, that you want long term sustainability, their goal win a Super Bowl. Guess what? They won a Super Bowl. Mission accomplished. But I think about a team like the Indianapolis Colts. I think about them giving up a first round pick for DeForest Buckner and then. Then they give up a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. And I know it was a conditional first, but they ended up giving up a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. Matthew Stafford's a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. Now Lawrence Owen from Colts Law told me that, hey, Matthew Stafford alone wasn't going to win the Super Bowl for the Colts. He even said it's not Carson Wentz's fault that they lost that game to Jacksonville and the game to the Raiders, the last two games of the season to not miss the playoffs. The defense was terrible. Fair enough. But you kind of did a half buy-in. That makes sense. You half sold out to make your team competitive, but miss the playoffs. Now you're without a first round pick for this year. You're kind of stuck with Carson Wentz, I guess you could say. Maybe it's not fair to say stuck. I I, I necessarily don't think Carson Wentz that bad of a quarterback, but I don't think he's great. I also don't think Matthew Stafford's that great of a quarterback either, guys, so let's keep all that into consideration. Better than Jared Goff, though. That we can confirm. Anyways, what I'm getting at is, did the Colts make a mistake not going all in and only going half in? Now, the salary cap's not great. It's not like I look at Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell and say, hey, those are two dynamite primo wide receivers. Carson Wentz isn't an elite quarterback. Their offensive line's okay. Their defense is good. Jonathan Taylor's probably the best running back in the NFL. Better than Derrick Henry. That's right. Get as mad as you want. But when I break it all down, I'm like, man, I I think they made a mistake. I think that they made a mistake going all in. Or not going, sorry, made a mistake not going all in. I tried to end with a dramatic pause there and missed it. But I think they made a mistake not going all in. And it it might come back to bite them in the near future. However, whether you agree or disagree with how the Los Angeles Rams quote-unquote built their team, there's one thing you have to acknowledge. They are Super Bowl champions. They're not going to be good in a couple of years. I'm sorry to tell you, especially if Aaron Donald does retire this year. If Sean McVay leaves, Odell Beckham is a free agent. Von Miller is a free agent. Guys who were key contributors may not be back next season. I saw a Rams fan today saying that he believes that this team is set up to be the next New England Patriots. There's been like four dynasties, maybe five dynasties in football. I'm not saying this because I'm a Patriots fan. This isn't my arrogance coming out of me. This is just me being as truthful as possible to all of you. When you hear teams like the Kansas City Chiefs talking about not 1, not 2, not 3, not 4 and you're only a one ring team, it's kind of it's a little embarrassing. A team like the Rams that we know are going to be bad in the next couple of years talking about them being the next New England Patriots? I'm sorry that's as delusional as it gets. You know, after the Philadelphia Eagles started their one-ring dynasty back in 2017, I guess 2018, technically. Teddy Bruschi, three-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots, came out and said, you know, it takes more than dog masks and trick plays to win back-to-back and win multiple championships. The last back-to-back team, the last team to win back-to-back Super Bowls was the New England Patriots. That was the 2004-2005. We're almost 20 years removed from that. Here's what I want to tell people. Because even as a Patriots fan, I've now had to deal with the fact that it could be years before I see another Super Bowl championship victory. Stop talking about dynasties that don't exist. Just start enjoying your championship. Enjoy the ring. Enjoy the parade. Enjoy what comes with it now. Because you may never get back there again. And when you're stuck defending your make-believe dynasty, that's going to cause problems in your psyche later on because you blew the opportunity just to be happy. So, don't do it. That's it, guys. Done. Finito. I went through my 10 stories. We didn't do Patreon questions tonight because we addressed those on the Deer Patch Nation live show, which you can find on our YouTube channel, Ray Route. Check out RayRoute.com too while you're at it. I think you'll like it. You can find the Dear Passage podcast on Apple iTunes and Spotify, Castro, Google Podcasts, rayroute.com, iHeart iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. We try to do it 7 days a week. Sometimes we can't quite do it 7 days a week, sometimes we can. All depends. I can guarantee monday to friday though i'll guarantee you that much don't forget to go check out ultra game uh get decked out in your fully licensed nfl gear they have all your favorite teams over there Yeah, whether you're a packers fan patriots fan cowboys fan bills fan chiefs fan the new dynasty rams fan go check out uh, ultra game Get decked out, and I'm one of the largest suppliers of licensed NFL apparel. Licensed. I can't stress that enough. Don't waste your money on knockoffs. Go get geared up with Ultra Game. Uh, remember to sign up for the Patreon Club for only $5 a month. You get invited to our Patreon Hangout every Friday night. You get direct access to me. All of your comments and questions will be answered on either on the Deer Patch Nation podcast or the Deer Patch Nation live show. When you're watching or listening on Friday night on the live show and there's like 10 guys on the screen, that's all the Patreon members. Check out it out. Patreon.com slash DPN Sports. See what's happening over there. Um, Check out the Dean Blundell Network. Go to DeanBlundell.com. Of course, we are members of the Dean Blundell Network, Dean Blundell Podcast Network. Uh, see what's happening over there. Over 100 podcast content creators. Go check it out. DeanBlendell.com. Just in case you miss it. Hey, If you were looking for content, videos, blogs, podcast episodes, merch, announcements, all that type of stuff. Find it all in one place. Go to my website. RayRoute.com. Uh, I talk about the Patriots. I talk but I, I talk about the NFL. I talk about the AFC East. I talk about everything. But mostly the Patriots. But I like to have fun. Too many people take football serious, man. Don't take football serious. It's the game. It's entertainment. This podcast is supposed to be entertainment. If you weren't entertained, I didn't do my job. Do me a favor though. Don't write me an essay if you didn't enjoy it. I don't have time to read essays. A lot of people have been emailing me and reaching out to me and telling me I'm an a-hole and all that other kind of good stuff. It's just, it, thank you. Thank you. You know, you make it when people start hating you. So everybody who's listening right now, oh, the halftime app. If you're listening on the podcast, I go live on the halftime app and record this podcast. I don't record it on the halftime app. I record it somewhere else, but I do it live on the halftime app. Brand new there. Just joined on uh, Friday or Saturday. Very good time. Producer Mike and I checked it out. For those of you who don't know, Producer Mike has got to check out the live show. We thought, man, it's a it's a it's a fun app. A lot of it's it's like Reddit without the toxicity. It's beautiful. Sports fans who want to have fun. Can you believe it? Check it out. Halftime app. Follow me. Ray wrote. Blue check mark there. I'm blue checkmarked everywhere but Twitter. Twitter won't give me my damn blue check mark, and I'm I'm starting to get a little irritated by it. Come on, Twitter. Hook me up. Follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore rate. I think I've pitched enough. I've been pitching for like four minutes. I just got to end this. Listen, I love y'all. Halftime app, YouTube, podcast, wherever. However you are witnessing this right now, you're all legit, kid.